Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. We're broadcasting live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. 3 o'clock today. Big things at 3 o'clock, y'all. Big things at 3 o'clock, y'all. So, Rami Makhlouf, day 1,050 off. Um, and I can't really talk because, you know, when I have my kid coming up uh, at the end of July, I'm going to be off for weeks. Uh, so, I, I really can't talk. But... Either way, so Rami uh, is uh, off again today. He is back tomorrow. And filling in for Rami is not one Toby Altizer. Oh, no, it's not. Mm-mm. No, it's not the franchise. Tim Allen at 3 o'clock. No, no, it's not. Mm-mm. Nope. Sammy Schmitz gets the host role to fill in. For those big shoes, and he's got big shoes, let me tell you. Uh, big shoes of one Rami Makhlouf coming up today at 3. And on top of that, since Sam is hosting, Adam Roberts, who normally rolls with us on the big show, gets to produce for Sam, filling in for Rami. So Sam in for Rami, Adam in for Sam uh, is kind of what the afternoon show is is going to be about. We have never seen this combination uh, before on this radio station, his memory serves with Sam hosting and Adam producing. I'm very excited to see what this sounds like coming up at three o'clock, Adam. Well, I'll tell you, Sparky, if our chemistry on the air is anything like our chemistry when we have our little cross meetings between this yeah. show and the Rami show, then uh, listeners, you are in for a treat. Yeah, it should be fun. So that's coming up uh, at three o'clock. Sam Schmidt's in for Rami Makhlouf, and there's not many Bucks fans that are more passionate uh, about uh, their Bucks basketball than Sam Schmidt's. I think at the radio station, my number one most passionate Bucks fan that I've ever worked with is Mayor Mitch Ross. For sure, without question, he's number one by far, having done post games with Mitch for a, a ton of times. Um, by far, the most passionate Bucks fan uh, that we've worked with here. But Sam, very, very passionate as well. So that should be fun coming up at three. Okay, so I want to do something uh, a little bit different again today. 
So today, I want to play this for you, um, and then we have a question. Now, this that I'm going to play for you uh, is the new trailer for the movie Risen uh, that Disney has made about Giannis and his family, uh, life story type deal uh, on Giannis. I love this trailer. Now, I will tell you that this is movie number two that I really want to see. And I'm pretty sure last year there wasn't a single movie that I saw a trailer of where I was like, oh, got to go see that. I don't think there was one last year in 21 that I was all excited to see. This year, I'm excited to see the new Top Gun movie coming out. Jacked about that. That actually comes out on my birthday. So I'm pretty fired up. Been doing that for my birthday. And then this one comes out June 24th. And I'm pretty fired up about this one as well. So if you haven't seen or heard the trailer, I'm going to play it. Because I think even on the radio, it's pretty cool. Even if you just listen to it with your eyes closed. Because I tried that to see if it actually would work. So here is the trailer from the new movie Risen uh, about Giannis and his family. They said I didn't belong. That it was impossible. Look out! That we'd never make it. It is a very special night for the Atanacupo family. That we couldn't have an impact. But when we're together, we couldn't lose. Do you hoop? Hoop? Basketball. Show up, play. Papa always talks about opportunity. What if this is it? It's okay. We go again. We fall to get back up. If we're good, we can help mom and dad. When one person in the family scores, the whole family scores. <laughs> You're illegal immigrants. We can get you all sent back home. This is our home. They can knock us down, but they can't stop us from getting back up. You know anything about Milwaukee, Giannis? No, sir, but I would love to learn. Giannis slams it! Are you kidding me? So there you go. That's Disney. It's Rise. I think I said Risen. So Rise, uh, the movie coming out here uh, from Disney on Giannis. Again, that's coming up uh, June 24th. So at the end of that clip, that trailer, I saw a dude and I didn't know really who it was. I was like, oh, it kind of looks like somebody trying to play Charles Gardner, the reporter from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And Gary's like, no, you knucklehead. That's John Hammond, uh, who was obviously the Bucks uh, GM back then. So uh, the guy at the end is the guy playing John Hammond. So this is my question for y'all. Nice and simple. We're going to get to see a movie made about a guy that plays in Milwaukee. A guy that's won MVP awards, guy that's won a championship, maybe championships, maybe, um, before this season is all done. I mean, gets a second one. Uh, most improved player, defensive player of the year. He's won everything you can win uh, in the association to this point. We all know his background, his story, um, 
and everything that goes along with it. Now, you're not going to find many stories that are going to match that of Giannis necessarily. But uh, that doesn't mean that there couldn't be movies made of other people um, that have come through uh, that might be just as entertaining of a movie for different reasons, for, you know, off the field or off the floor reasons or for whatever the, the case may be. Question is this. Who would you want to see a movie made out of? Next. If you had your pick, you got to be the person going, okay, I want to see a movie made of this person right here uh, and his whole story. Who is it for you? Giannis already has his, so Giannis is out the window. Who should it be for you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250-AM-THE-FAN. Who would it be for you? Now, again, Disney uh, does not have to be the one that makes the movie or anything like that. So it doesn't have to be a, a proper family-oriented movie like I'm sure this is going to be with Giannis uh, and his family. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It could be anything. I'll start. First person that comes to mind for me is simple. It's easy and it's predictable if you're going to ask me who I think a movie should be made out of. And his movie should end with his moment in Canton coming up in August. There should be some type of movie made about Leroy Butler one way or the other. Now, they're doing a documentary of some sort, Leroy says, and that's fine and dandy. But to, to go with what Leroy went through in his childhood growing up with the braces and everything else, if you read his book, um, you know what I'm talking about. And you can just take that book um, and then fast forward through to the Canton speech and the whole deal at the end. Um, and, and that would be... I think, an unbelievably good movie to tell his life story. You know, and Giannis in his life story is inspirational for sure. Um, when you watch this, I'm sure it's going to inspire many. And not just many in this country, but many probably around the world. But I think Leroy Butler also could have his own type of inspirational movie uh, in story that can inspire others. Now, living here in the state of Wisconsin... You know, most of mostly everybody I would think in this state knows Leroy Butler already uh, at this point and the story that goes along with Leroy for numerous reasons. One, uh, autograph signings, um, the the uh, anti-bullying message that he does. He used to do a thing with uh, soccer teams around the state for breast cancer awareness. He did that. He, he's done so many things around the state of Wisconsin. Everybody's had their opportunity or most people have had the opportunity to meet Leroy, talk to Leroy, whatever the case may be. So very familiar with his story here, just like uh, everybody's very familiar with Giannis's story for the most part here. Uh, the difference is, is Giannis, because of the platform he's on currently in the NBA, um, that story has gotten out and, and blown up because of the social media age in which he is playing, one in which Leroy obviously didn't get to play in. Leroy didn't get to play in the era of Twitter, in Facebook, in Instagram, in TikTok, and all of that stuff. Otherwise, I think his story would have blown up um, quite large uh, compared to, uh, obviously, what it did. And then you take into account the cookbooks and everything else that, that Leroy has kind of um, put together with himself. It is truly an amazing story, not only before football, not only during football, but the story of Leroy after football and then leading it and along that wait of waiting for the Hall of Fame each and every year. 
um, and waiting to get that call and then getting that call and then everything that goes along with it after. Again, the movie ending essentially with that speech at the end of the day. So for me, if I was looking to make a movie about somebody, again, talking about Wisconsin athletes, for me, it's definitely going to be Leroy Butler. That is mine. Who is yours? You could pick anybody. Past, present, whoever it may be. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan. It is Mark's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Milwaukee Admirals continue on in their playoff series, one of the first two at home over the weekend. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's program. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. The new trailer out for Giannis's movie Rise uh, from Disney uh, earlier today was put out, and I'm assuming many are, have been watched it and so forth. We played it there uh, in the first segment. Uh, and now asking you, what would be the person you'd want to see a movie made out of next? If Giannis is this first player, I guess, that gets a movie here from uh, the athletes here in Wisconsin, who would you want it to be next? Mine was Leroy Butler for certain, without question. That would be mine. But I, I've got many others in my brain uh, that I want to go over as well. So who is it for you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, AR, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. Who is it for you? All right. Before I answer this, uh, Sparky, please help me define the parameters of this. Does it have to be a Wisconsin athlete? Yes. Okay. Because that's going to be make it harder. Because I wanted somebody to say that, Ichiro, somebody that played here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't watch an Ichiro movie. I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, you. again, because I don't know if I'm not interested, but a majority of his career happened not here necessarily. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm in on Ichiro. I don't know if I'm in on Mike Trout. I don't know if I don't know if there's a baseball player that I'm in on that I'd want to watch a movie about. Is there? I mean. I'm trying to think who would be the baseball. I mean, there's already a Babe Ruth movie, obviously. Uh, there's been many of things done on Mickey Mantle. Um, who who is Derek Jeter? Maybe is there is there enough there with Jeter where that would be entertaining away from the field? Uh, maybe I don't know. So yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a baseball player for me necessarily. All right, who who is it for you? Okay, so. I guess this is really hard for me because I can't really think of someone off the top okay. of my head. I'll go next. Brett Favre. Easy peasy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Brett Favre all day long. Brett Favre, you start talking about him um, and his rise from being a draft pick, the Atlanta Falcons, to being a third stringer, and Jerry Glanville pretty much saying, I don't care if you're the last player on this team, I'm still not letting you play quarterback. I mean, that type of thing, to get that, then get traded to Green Bay, where they had a quarterback in Mikowski, um, but to be a number one draft pick being given up for you. Uh, and to go through that whole reaction of, holy crap, I'm going from Atlanta to where? Green Bay. Green Bay? I mean, again, this is a guy from Mississippi. Not exactly accustomed to snow and cold and all this other stuff. Small little town, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, and then having to get himself acclimate, uh, acclimated at that point. Then Mikowski goes down with an injury against the Bengals. He gets to come in and play. Um, and then there's there's no looking back after that. Uh, the rise to the Super Bowl, um, the addiction to the painkillers and everything else he had going on. And then uh, his wife uh, ends up battling breast cancer and everything that goes on there. 
all the off the the field stuff um, that goes along with Brett and his partying days and all that stuff. I mean, there's just so much with Brett Favre. You could probably do like a three parter, right? Like Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three. You could do Favre one, Favre two, Favre three, and I bet you all three of them would be just as equally entertaining to watch as there is anything else. So one for me is Leroy, two is Brett Favre at this point. Hey, look, Brett Favre's back in the news again. The, the state of Mississippi uh, is suing Brett Favre. And remember the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase? Him and uh, his brother and you know, one of their kids or whatever, they're all getting sued too for uh, essentially uh, spending uh, welfare money that was donated or given to this to Mississippi. Uh, one way or the other, these guys ended up taking uh, some of that money, apparently, for other things. Brett for appearances that he never showed up at and so forth. Brett paid back the money. Uh, they're saying he owes interest on the money. Brett doesn't want to pay interest on the money. And that's the whole big fiasco uh, down in Mississippi about Brett. But who would be that athlete that you'd want to see a movie made about? Giannis has his rise coming out June 24th. Uh, mine was Leroy and then uh, after that, Brett Favre. What about you? Mike the Painter, you are next here on 1250 AM. The Fan Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Mike? I want you guys to have a movie. Everybody at the fan. What do you mean? That a movie about fun. the radio station? Yes, every oh. one of you guys. From top to bottom, Bart to the producers, Leroy, Gary, all you guys. That would be fun. And that would be an exciting movie. I, I will say this, uh, Mike, that I, I think um, having been here since the start, I think it'd be one hell of a TV show or one hell of a TV series uh, if you went back through all the different things that have happened at this radio station while we've been here. It really would be a crazy TV series. Probably because be. There's yeah. been so much stuff that's went down in this building. Um, and at remotes with us and so forth. Thanks for the call. I mean, so many things, man, along the along the way uh, that's happened in this building. Whew. It would be entertaining, y'all. It would. Have you guys seen – I, I want to make sure I get the name of uh, the TV show correct. Um, da, 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 da. Hold on one second here. There is a TV show. Um, uh, maybe that's not the correct word. See, now I can't, I can't think of, uh, the name of the TV show. There we go. Let's see if I can get it here in Google. How we roll. I was gonna say, let's roll. How we roll. Have you guys seen the, the TV show, how we roll on CBS? How we roll, uh, is a TV show on CBS, brand new. Uh, there are quite a few episodes in already, but probably can watch it on demand or whatever. Um, and it's based on uh, Tom Smallwood, who's a PBA bowler's life story. Now, the guy playing Tom Smallwood looks nothing like Tom Smallwood, so they weren't even trying from that aspect. But having said that, kind of based on his life story of being a factory worker, um, being married, the whole deal, and then deciding to chase his dream um, while having a family of trying to go on the PBA tour and become a PBA bowler, and then the the trials, tribulations, and all that. And it's a comedy. It's a very funny sh- I think it's a pretty funny show um, on CBS. It started March 31st, I think. Um, and very, very funny. And that's just the life of a bowler. I'm telling you right now, I can but guarantee you if we did a TV series on this radio station starting back in 2005, if Gary Ellerson was here right now, he would agree. The, the amount of entertainment would blow your mind of things that you probably have no idea that have gone on uh, in the past years uh, that's happened here. I mean, 
Whew. There has been some craziness. Uh, Trav and Brown Deer, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Trav? Okay. How's it going, guys? Love you again, Odyssey. You know, but. Uh, what's going on with this whole I love you stuff, Trav? What, 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 why are you keep telling all of us you love us? What, what is going what? on? No, it, it came from uh, Sam and them, so. Yeah, I know. They they like telling everybody they yeah. love them. Well, I, yeah, I, I got, know. You know. Yeah, so, I know. Go uh, ahead. Anyway, it, that, that would be great. But. Uh, Leroy, definitely. You yes. Know? And, and you don't need a sequel, you know. And I love Rocky movies, just what he presents, you know. And uh, I love Rocky movies, too. The last one was really, really good. Rocky Five stunk, but the last Rocky. Rocky no, no. The last Rocky. Rocky Balboa was really good. Yeah. Three, yeah. But uh, Leroy, he, he, he could sum it up in one, you know. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you could put Leroy's into one for sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the the history and, you know, the meaning behind things, you know. And then we all could. But, like, tell Mike the Painter he needs to call me. You got my number, right? Uh, no, I don't. But Mike the Painter needs to call you. You need some painting done, Trav? Yes. Uh, hold on. I'll, uh, hold on a sec. Get Trav's phone number. Uh, Mike the Painter just called in, so I know Mike the Painter is listening. Adam, hello. Yeah, get Trav's phone number on, too. You need some paint work done for Mike the Painter, who just called. So Mike the Painter, I'm sure, will call back. And then Trav can get whatever he needs painted done. Let's go to Bob in Boston. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Bob, you need any painting done? You good? I got everything painted at the moment. Good. But, uh, good. Uh, maybe another week or two. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. What's up, Bob? person I think whose story should be in a movie is Lionel Aldridge uh, from the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. Why is that? Uh, 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 Super Bowl uh, back under Lombardi, uh, he was on the line. Uh, Lombardi came to him and said, how come you're not marrying your girlfriend? Make an honest woman out of her. And it was yep. because Pete Rozelle was against the idea of Aldrich marrying a white woman. Interracial, yeah, interracial marriages, I mean, back then was really looked upon uh, with a frown on most people's faces. And, and well, Lombardi called Roselle. And according to what I've read, uh, he explained to Mr. Roselle that he would welcome the opportunity to discuss the matter uh, of whether or not the commissioner should interfere in the private lives of his players. And after that, Roselle, for two years, refused to be in a room along with Lombardi. Uh, so that must have been quite a conversation. Yeah, no, no question. He went, he went on after his playing days to become a sportscaster in Milwaukee, very successful. Then he had all sorts of difficulties with mental health and ended up living on the streets, homeless. Uh, his uh, Super Bowl ring was stolen. Uh, he got help. He was able to get himself turned around with the help of the community, got a job at the post office, went on and worked there for several years until he retired. His ring was recovered uh, after he and, and he was able to go on to become uh, the loving father and husband that he had tried to be before he was beset with all of these mental health difficulties. And currently, uh, uh, after, after he uh, passed away, uh, they've named a uh, wing at the mental health complex after him. Wow. Uh, 
just just an incredible story of a very and, and that doesn't even include his humble beginnings to be able to become a member of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, another rag, I mean, this was a man of very humble origins, rising to become a Super Bowl champion, to become just an outcast living on the streets, uh, to be reclaimed again by the community. Just a tremendous. That sounds uh, like a great story. Sounds like it'd be a great movie, Bob. You sold me. I'm in. Just tell me when to buy the tickets to go watch the movie. I'll be there, Bob. Thanks for the call, Lionel Aldrich. There you go. Hey, that. See, this is good. See, we well, maybe we all didn't learn, but I learned something there. Like I knew about the interracial wedding uh, or the interracial marriage and how Vince s- stood up for him. And the only reason I know that is not because I watched something on Lionel Aldrich, but because there's been a million things about Vince Lombardi on the NFL Network and everywhere else. Plus, there there was the the one man Vince Lombardi. A play that was going around there for a while. That was really good. Went to that. That was at the Marcus Center. Um, that was really good. Um, so pretty much Vince Lombardi was. I've seen everything. Probably I think I can get my hands on Vince Lombardi was. Uh, so that that's that's pretty incredible. Adam tweets at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. If you're gonna make a movie about any Wisconsin sports star, make it about Brett Favre. It would be a roller coaster ride the entire way through. Many ups and downs, and a great story to tell. A buddy of mine. Uh, who used to work here, uh, or he used to intern here, Alex. Uh, we called him A-bomb back in the day, for those of you uh, that re- remember him back in the day. Uh, he said, would the interns be involved in a 1250 TV show or series? I'm like, yeah, for sure. He's like, I'm so down for that series. And would you watch a Craig Council movie? Now, remember, earlier, Adam brought up each show. And I was like, I don't know if there's any baseball players I really care about one way or the other necessarily that I, I would watch. Uh, a movie on councils um councils movie would be like an independent film festival movie maybe right like one of those movies uh maybe i, I would watch it from that perspective i mean it is a really a great story but th- just think about it if you didn't know who craig council was and craig council uh, was at the grocery store or whatever else and there was some type of game going on you had to guess professions of different people nobody's gonna look at craig council and go major league baseball player like, that was never, ever going to be a thing. I always tell this story on the air. Uh, back in the day, we did a thing. Uh, Gary, uh, I think Leroy was part of it, too. Um, and I don't remember who the other host was because we've had Rami, Baby Tausch, Josh Vernier. I don't remember who the other host was. But we did a whole thing as far as, I think it was based off of Jeter and his like little gift baskets. He'd leave girls after he went on dates with them or whatever. Um, I think maybe that's what it was off of. Uh, as far as, you know, what star would you want to be what professional sports star would you want to be right if you could change lives who would you want to be uh and at that point i think council was a player still um and i said greg council and my reason was simple like he was mr clutch in the world series in arizona and all of that right mr clutch guy in the postseason made his millions uh, in major league baseball not crazy millions but made his millions financially pretty much well off right and I, I remember going to Whitefish Bay Dominican basketball games and Council would be sitting in the stands. Ain't nobody bothering that dude. Dude was just sitting there. Major League Baseball player. On TV. Big time clutch baseball player. In the postseason. Nothing. That, to me, that that's how you want to do it. And even now, Craig Council. Council now managing the Brewers. Postseason, last four years. 
face on TV all the time, turn on MLB Network Cup for manager of the year every year, never wins, up for it all the time. If I took Craig Council, plopped him in Las Vegas, that dude would be able to go sit at a table, play card games, do whatever he wanted, and probably not many people would care that Craig Council was sitting next to him or know that Craig Council was sitting next to him. Now, you probably have some Wisconsin people that are out there on vacation that may recognize him, but again, we'd probably be able to do whatever he wanted. If that dude wanted to take a vacation uh, somewhere around this country, more than likely he could and wouldn't have to worry about it. He can go sit in a movie theater in another state and not be bothered at all probably. You get to the level of craziness that is Jeter and so forth, you don't get a real life. Everything changes. I have no interest of ever getting to that point. Kevin and Franklin, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Who would be that one person you'd want to see a movie made out of now that Giannis's movie, Rise, is coming out here on June 24th? Hey, guys, I'd just throw out Al McGuire, the Marquette coach. I think he has such a yes. colorful history and such iconic photos. I just think there's some made-for-movie-type moments in his history. You know, that is a great one. And Dennis Krause did a half-hour show uh, back when it was Time Warner Cable um, of all the different interviews that him and Al McGuire did. And it's my favorite piece of Dennis Krause anything that I've ever seen Dennis Krause do on TV. And back when it was Time Warner, I had Time Warner, and I had it saved on my DVR, and it was so, so, so well done. Thanks for the call, Kevin. I appreciate it. it. It was so well done. Like, it was my favorite. I had it on my DVR I don't know, for years. And I would watch it every time and again. Same 30 minutes. I think it was 30 minutes long. I think. I don't think it was an hour. Um, and I'd watch that 30-minute show of Krause replaying Al McGuire interviews and just bits and pieces of different Al McGuire interviews. I think I would probably watch that thing, I don't know, 40, 50 times maybe. Uh, Al McGuire always, 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 always has fascinated me. Like his life story. When you hear his former players talk about him, uh, his philosophies of life, um, and that whole deal, uh, yeah, Al McGuire would be very highly entertaining. I, I'd, yeah, I'd buy a ticket to watch a movie about Al McGuire. And Al, you know, carries some of that national flavor with him because they won, obviously, the whole thing. So obviously carries a lot of flavor there. Plus, he was a TV analyst for years. Now, the only problem with Al is if you're talking about making a movie now, is you're losing everybody probably 30 and younger. Maybe 35 and younger, not quite sure. Uh, so all of those people probably have no idea who Al McGuire is if they don't live in the state of Wisconsin and know the history of Marquette basketball. You know, you go to some 25-year-old in North Dakota and go, hey, Al McGuire, who, who is that? Is he running for mayor? I don't know who Al McGuire is. I mean, that that would be the response. So, But me personally, yeah, I'd be down for an Al McGuire movie. That'd be sweet. Yes, Adam. I decided at rather thought of a movie that I would like to see now. So it took me a second. You threw out some good ones. Some callers have as well. But I've got an interesting one a little bit off the beaten path. I would want to see, because you may not know this about me, but I'm a history buff. Okay. Big into like all sorts of history. I was the kid that would read ahead in class during world and U.S. history because I'd already read what they were talking about. So I'm reading ahead. I would love to see a movie about the Milwaukee Badgers NFL football team and the early days of teams, like I mentioned a few days ago, playing for a cup of coffee in a town or two and then darting away because there is an interesting story about that Milwaukee Badgers football team 
uh, and a game they played against the, at the time, Chicago Cardinals in the mid-20s, which almost dismantled the early NFL sure. because of, uh, well, a number of different reasons, including I think there was uh, the owner was forced to sell the team at some point. They beat him like 59 to nothing, and they used high school players, yep. which was not allowed. So the league that is now the Shield almost fell apart after like four years. Yep. So that would be interesting. And then the dynamic of the Badgers and the Packers and also the NFL team that played in Racine for years in the 20s as well. Yeah, no question. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, of history stuff that goes on there. My thing with movies is there has to be a central character, that, that central figure that most people can get down with, identify with, and want to know more about. More times than not, when we talk about making a movie on a team, there normally has to be a tragedy involved um, or a highly unlikely scenario playing out, like Miracle on Ice. Highly unlikely that would happen. Um, the the whole We Are Marshall thing, that's a horrible tragedy. Um, and the rebound from it, right? So from a team, those team, team stories make sense. Um, so that that's that's kind of my thoughts on that. But that, yeah, I, I'd be all down for, for the history of that whole thing. Al in Onalaska, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Al, who's that uh, Wisconsin sports athlete you want to see a movie made out of like Giannis? Hey, Sparky, how about Susie Favor? Ooh, good one. Goes from a badger athlete to an Olympian to a married mother, Madame. Yeah, that's crazy. How oh, that whole thing ended, I don't even understand. But yeah, that that's 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 a crazy story. There, there's your central figure in a tragedy. Well, the other one would be Dan Jenner if we're going to go Olympians. Yeah. I mean that that would be a whole another one with his whole transformation and everything else that he went through and the Kardashian family and everything else. That would be uh, another crazy and him falling on the ice in the Olympics and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, there are there are some Olympians that you can get down with here uh, associated with the state that have had some interesting things happen after those Olympic games were done and they went later in life. Uh, for sure. All right, coming up next, uh, your chance here from Gary Washburn, Boston Globe National NBA writer. He joined us earlier uh, on the Wendy's Big Show and, and talked about the series. Interesting thoughts from Gary Washburn. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Mike uh, emails in and says, I like to see a movie made about speed skater Dan Jansen. Many peaks and valleys in his life. Dan Jansen uh, is one there uh, being brought up, and that's another uh, obviously good one to talk about as well. Okay, so let's hear uh, from our guy Gary Washburn, Boston Globe National NBA writer. Follow him on Twitter at GWashburnGlobe. He was on earlier in the show talking uh, about uh, Giannis uh, and the antics that Giannis has had. He had that whole little like shimmy shake dance move in Game Three. Uh, then last night, uh, the cameras caught him like he wasn't blowing a kiss, but kind of doing a thing with motion, like with your lips, and then the little flexing and the whole thing going to the sidelines, uh, and then mean mugging and talking to uh, Al Horford. Uh, and then we've got uh, Marcus Smart claiming that apparently he got kicked in the face by Giannis or something when they were on the ground. And then Marcus Smart went to go help him up, and Giannis refused, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and what Washburn's uh, thoughts were on all of this, uh, on Giannis now that this is all played out. I just think he's kind of playing to the crowd. Um, There's nothing unusual I've seen from Giannis. I mean, probably a little more demonstrative now that he's, you know, he's playing at home in Milwaukee as opposed to uh, if he's at the Garden. Um, but nothing that I thought was, you know, uh, you know, over the top or anything. The the trash talk to Horford, eh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they've got something going during the game. Maybe you know, they just just them going at it uh, kind of sparked Giannis to do that to kind of look at him and get that technical. Um, but nothing that I looked and I, I thought it was, you know, he's a, he's he plays with the crowd. He loves. He, he's obviously having a lot of fun out there. So I just think that's good hearted, good nature stuff. Nothing that that I that I think is anything uh, negative. Gary, a lot of people have been talking about though the fouls and how physical this uh, series has been. What's your take on the fouls and how physical uh, this series has been? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be a physical. Anytime you got Milwaukee, it's going to be a physical series. They got a bunch of big guys, obviously Giannis, Lopez, Portis, you know. Uh, you know, Wesley Matthews is a good physical defender. I mean, you know, Drew Holiday, one of the strongest guards in the league, if not the strongest in terms of just his ability to get to the basket and just, just run over you and get, and, and get to that spot he wants to get to. So I just thought I knew the Celtics expected a very physical series. And, you know, with the new rules this year, or the kind of the, the old rules, you would say, like they're letting them play this year. They're, right. they're letting these guys go at it. They're letting these guys push a little bit hand check, shove, getting each other's jerseys, uh, where before it, it definitely wasn't that way. So I think that we've got a kind of a good old-fashioned 90 series here where, you know, there's been some high-scoring games, but, you know, if you look at it, I mean, look at the halftime scores, you know, 48 to 47 or 50 to 46. Like, these two two great defensive teams going at it, two uh, real strategic guys on the defensive side of the ball trying to stop each other. And then obviously with Giannis, 
I mean, Giannis is one of the hardest guys in the league to officiate. I mean, he just, you know, you could call a charge or a block every time. Um, you know, he runs right through you. He runs through contact. So, um, you know, anytime there's a series with Giannis, officiating is going to be a factor because of the, of the way he plays, his physicality, and his athleticism. Tom Gary Washburn, Boston Globe National NBA writer here on the Wendy's Big Show. What about uh, the coaching aspect of this? Uh, we were asking here for the last couple hours how much of last night falls on Boonholzer's shoulders for that Game 4 loss. Uh, and we had one caller call up and say that, yeah, the series is tied at two, but he thinks Bud has been outcoached the entire series by Boston. How do you look at that? Um, I think they, they both have done some things uh, – that have been obviously positive for their team. I think the Bucks um, have relied on guys to make shots. They just haven't made shots. I mean, you just haven't gotten the, your, your typical Bobby Portis in a couple of those games. You know, you haven't really gotten, you know, the Celtics have decided to let Connaughton shoot, which I think is a, a real interesting thing because Connaughton can, can hit those threes and he's burned them at times, but other times he, he's missed. Um, you know, Grayson Allen's had his moments, but hasn't been very good. I, I just think it's a it, it's a lot of the, without uh, Middleton, Milwaukee's going to need guys to knock down shots, and I just think they haven't been able to knock down shots. And you know, and, and how they struggled in Game Four. I mean, he just he he, he couldn't put put the ball in the hoop like he usually does. He's usually a real big shot maker, um, but I think he's trying to put you know, Giannis and, and, and put the ball in his hands. Um, but he's also got to trust trust the other guys. And so far, the other guys have not done all that well, been all that consistent. And it's kind of surprising because you think at home is when they say the complimentary players always play better. That hasn't been necessarily, wasn't necessarily the case in games three and four. Well, I would say this, Gary, that Brown and, and, and Tatum and, and Horford, they've kind of taken turns, though, leading – Boston, you look at that first game, Brown was absolutely un- unconscious. And it really, if you look at last night, I-, I thought Tatum had a pretty good game. Fourth quarter, he was really good. And Horford, they just really couldn't stop him. Yeah, I mean, the Horford thing is kind of a surprise. He's been good all year. But the, the ability to not, I mean, I think he's a 33%, 34%, three-point shooter this year. And he just knocked him down last night. He got to the rim. You know, he's not afraid of Giannis. He's not, you know, he, there's no fear there. Um, you know, and, and he just kind of went at him. And, you know, he could say that, hey, that, that technical foul got him going and Giannis, you know, trash-talking him probably in Greek or something, maybe got him, got him going. But, you know, I, I, he's just been a steady force for this team um, all year. But that's the best I've seen him play in years, just his ability to score his fearlessness, his ability to score at the rim, and the three-point shot. Tatum warmed up in the fourth quarter. I mean, remember, guys, he started six for 18, so he was kind of having the same game. I got to give Wesley uh, Matthews credit for his defense. On uh, That's as best as I've seen Tatum defended probably you know, in, the, in the years I've covered Tatum. Wesley Matthews is really being a nuisance to him defensively. You know, He still had a lot left in the take. I was kind of interested to see how he would – fit in uh, returning to Milwaukee after this stint with the Lakers. It looked like he was done, but he's definitely got a lot left. Um, but, you know, Tatum got going. Brown got into foul trouble, but Tatum and, and obviously Horford were the two guys who lead the way where I thought Giannis just got tired. You know, mm-hmm. he just looked exhausted. And I just think him 
attacking the rim constantly, having to play defense, it's wearing them out. And, and you know, does that have long-lasting effects deep into this series? We'll see. Tom with Gary Washburn, Boston Globe National NBA writer here. Follow him on Twitter at GWashburnGlobe. We were talking about it earlier uh, as far as not wanting, you know, Giannis to initiate the offense because then it's dribble, 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 and then attack. Uh, same with Drew Holiday, really, and, and the ball's not getting uh, passed around like it should as far as, you know, three, four passes of possession. That's what was happening in the Chicago series. Not seeing it nearly as much uh, in this Milwaukee series and kind of feel like this allows Boston to kind of set up their defense on the interior to stop Holiday and Giannis, and it's become a problem. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's almost impossible to stop Giannis, so it's worked in terms of Giannis' right. ability to score. And then Holiday is so strong to get to his spots, and if he's hitting his shot, then they're very hard to guard. And then if they shift it out to a Matthews or a Connaughton or a Grayson Allen or a Bobby Portis, then that makes them even more dangerous. I think the problem is, as I said earlier, like those guys are not hitting, knocking their shots mm-hmm. down. And I am not sure why you don't pick Connaughton, but he's picked Connaughton to say, okay, dude, beat us. And, you know, that's an interesting plan. You know, but I do think that Giannis is taking a lot of the shots. Is the teammates aren't being incorporated incorporated into the offense as much, so they're being asked, "Okay, now shoot." You know, beat the shot clock, and I just think that's a lot. And then I think Drew is a good scorer, but he's not a great he's not a great shooter. You know, he's not a guy who he's going to get hot at times. And he, but you know, his thing is getting to the rim, muscling. You know, getting those layups, hitting those little short J's, you know. So they do need to move the ball around, but it's it's a combination of do you go do you just let the hot hand play with Giannis and let him go for forty two and, you know, do that, or do you have him do like he did in game one, where he got twelve assists, where he he, where he was only nine for twenty five, but the other guys were very good. So that's a that's something that Budenholz is gonna have to figure out how you score uh, against this team more consistently. Is it going to where you thought it would go? I mean, did you think this thing would go seven, and, and, and did you think Boston could win it? I mean, I think definitely, yeah. I mean, these, these are two very evenly, to me, evenly matched teams. There's two titans, and, you know, I think the Celtics are very fortunate not to face Chris Middleton because uh, you guys know Middleton kills the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he... <laughs> One of the reasons he got that got that max contract, he probably, his agent probably showed him all the Celtics. <laughs> um, no you know, because he was, he was dynamic against Boston. But I think two evenly matched teams um, that are very both very good defensively, very prideful. They both hustle. They both have role players. They all you know role players, stars. So I expect obviously a seven game series. Um, I don't think any team has the advantage. I mean, you could say all the cells are coming home, you know, but listen, Milwaukee won there in game one. So um, they've won there in the playoffs before. So I just think it's just still three great games left to play. There he is, Gary Washburn, Boston Globe National NBA writer. Follow him on Twitter at GWashburnGlobe. Coming up next, Sam Schmitz is here. Not to produce for the Romney Show. No, no. To host the Romney Show. We'll see what Sam has planned for his show coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals.
Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals live from the Lakeland University Studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. See Sparky Pfeiffer, Sam Schmitz, and for Robbie McElhoff today, Adam Roberts, normally executive producer of The Big Show, uh, executive producer now for Sam's show coming up from 3 until 6. I cannot wait to see how this dynamic plays out from 3 until 6. I'm looking forward to it. We've done it before. This will be our second time working together. Really? Yeah, the first time I hosted, Adam was my producer for the day. Really? Yeah. See, I did not know that. All right. But well, it's been good. a while, so technically it does. It almost feels like our first time That's doing okay, it. though. That's good. All right, Sam, so what do you got coming up? Today on The Rami Show, it's a Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day. Um, so we'll be asking right off the you know, right off the bat, in the wise words of Coach Mike Budenholzer. Oh, boy. No need to get complicated after the Bucks lose a yeah. game. Um, so just keep it simple. What do you want to see the Bucks do better? Better, that's his word, better. In game five yes. against the Celtics. So we'll break all that down. We'll yes. talk about what we want to see improve and stuff like that. 345, Kevin Holden, CBS 58. Crunchy. Yep, he was covering the game last night. We'll talk to him about the Bucks, maybe a little Brewers as well. Big baseball guy. Four o'clock, we'll probably continue to talk Bucks, maybe a little Packers. Ian Rappaport just dropped a little news tidbit on the Pat McAfee show about yep. Packers potentially being in the mix for a veteran wide receiver. So maybe we'll talk about that before... 4.30, it's Tuesday, so Tuesdays with Bart Winkler. Well, it's got to be smoother than him and Rami, so <laughs> well, that'll be good. I'm very excited because I haven't talked to Bart in forever, like extensively about just, you know, sports. Anything. It, usually it's just like a two-minute conversation, like whenever he's out with Rami, it's right. like, hey, hey, how's it going? So I'm very excited to talk to Bart, but I asked him last night, it got me thinking. Uh, he said two days ago that his son saw Mike Budenholzer on the TV and said, Dada. So... We make fun of Bart that he kind of looks a little bit like Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, so I figured he does Mark Murphy evil translations yes. and stuff like that. Why not evil Bud? Not evil Bud, but just what did Mike Budenholzer really meant? You know, mean to say last night? So we'll have him translate. Oh, that could be fun. We'll have him translate a few uh, clips and stuff like that. We have to get his thoughts on the timeout from TNT and Buzz just screaming nonsense. So we'll do that at 4.30 as well as a little bit of uh, Knight's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery as well. Today we'll be drafting Ballpark Concessions. Mm, good. Yeah. I like it. That should be fun. So I somebody brought up on Twitter earlier, I want to ask you, said, uh, what if, after this season's done, if Bud went to the front office to run basketball operations and they promoted Darvin Ham to head coach? Mm. Has Bud ever done that before? Bud had full control in Atlanta. Oh, Bud yeah. quit Atlanta when they took away full control from him and told him he had to be a basketball coach again. I don't think so. I think I'd want, you know, John Horst still in charge of things. If John Horst was like like David Stearns is now at the Brewers, where John, you know, David Stearns runs the show, Matt Arnold has some control, but at the end of the day, it's still David Stearns' gig. If it's like that, okay. If, if, but if, if it's he, Bud over Horst? No, I'm not. Then I'm, you're totally out. Totally out. that at all. Because John Horst has done a great job so far. Yep. All right. Very good. I just want to check and see your, also, your temperature on that. One last thing. After pick a lane at 5 o'clock, be talking to Dan Favalli of Bleacher Report. Oh, good. Get his thoughts, NBA guy. Yep. To get his thoughts on this Bucks uh, celtic series as well as the other series going on in the NBA as well. Very good. He has Sam Schmitz. He's coming up next with The Rami Show. Have a good one. Toodles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.